I said, I said my own personal opinion. If you, you know, he was putting out these, and Shelson posted a video about this uh, recently. You know, he's that the uncle of MMA, um, but he said something along the lines of what he's basically was talking about the tweets that that John Jones was putting out. That's um, you need to hit. Sometimes you need to hit rock bottom before you can learn your lesson. Something like that. And I was thinking, no, this person needs the best punishment that will hurt them the most, and that is being cut from the UFC. I know you said your opinion. Shell Sonnen said his. Everybody else has their own opinion. This is mine because that will be the best punishment. I mean, the UFC can't be the only organization that you know will really. He's he can test the free market after he's, after he sorts himself out. And um, then, yeah, you can try another diff- another organization. There's Bellator, there's one championship, there's PFL, there's, um, what's the other one? They've got, they've got so many, you know, it can't be just the UFC. Yeah, he could go anywhere. I I think he really should because we had that conversation about Lewis Pena and yeah, and obviously he got caught for, for similar when he actually reached out, whereas John Jones plays the good guy holier than now. And he's a changed man. And then he does something. And then he says he hits rock bottom. Um, and that's what he needs. But someone actually tweeted at him saying, yeah, because all the greats. He goes, maybe this is what I need to become great again. And that's someone said, like, well, yeah, because all the great superstars were done for were arrested for domestic violence, John, were they? You know, um, it is unfair. He shouldn't be there. He's 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 saying he's holier than now. And this was better. But it's not an excuse. Like you said, I know the UFC, we know the UFC obviously haven't got rid of him because he's considered the GOAT by Dana White of all time, as he said, but Dana flip what he says quite often. But they're not going to let him go because of money, which is a shame because it kind of, that's shaking your responsibility as a, as a promoter, as an employer. Like, no matter how good I was in work, at my job or whatever most people do if you get arrested and charged for that type of a crime most of the times jobs are going to let you go yeah of course of course well yes but i think if the job kind of i think that it depends on many factors for certain jobs i mean especially where the salary is really high or maybe if the person is you know that they're, they're, like, they're like the golden boy for the company like he is like conor mcgregor is like some 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 certain other individuals are, if um, they're bringing so much money for the company, you're going to find that the bosses and the people in charge will always tend to look the other way. I mean, the la- the latest incident is the most extraordinary of all. It's the worst of all because the same night that was being given such a prestigious award in this sport, he got arrested. And let's be honest, people are going to remember the incident over the awards anytime they think of the award the first thing that comes to mind unfortunately as human beings is the negative side of things and especially someone looking from the outside yeah and especially for people who wouldn't be too familiar or they wouldn't be they wouldn't be watching the UFC so much uh they would they probably they'd know of John Jones but they probably wouldn't know there was an award yeah Um, sorry yeah, no, you're fine. So they probably would no, no, you're fine, you're fine. And so they probably wouldn't have known there was an award, even they would have known they would have just heard about the incident. And even us as fans, those two will always be linked together. And that's exactly. the same with yeah. the UFC. Uh, those will always be linked together. Whereas 
Dana and everyone probably thought he had his shit sorted out, so to speak. And then they give him a award and then you even see Dana the next day, like, this guy has a problem, like, Vegas, he can't come to Vegas. Like, like there's always something with John Jones. So I'd say Dana, as much as they're going to, like, if they won't get rid of him, I'd say Dana is, is, is pissed at this because it's such a black eye on the organisation. And then it's such a black eye that they've kept him now as well. So one black eye was his fault. The other black eye is their own fault. But I don't see them getting rid of him like uh, his gym did, which actually took the steps, which is... <clears throat> There's been a lot of uh, complaints coming out of that gym with the likes of Cowboy, Mike Perry, Diego Sanchez was there. There's been a lot of if, buts and maybes about that gym. Are they doing the right thing at the minute? Um as regards to their fighters and training, but I think they definitely did with John because they were the one who set an example and said, look, if you're going to be doing this, you can't be here. And maybe if you get, get your, get your act together and come back to me, maybe you can be here. Um, But that again, is just saying, we're going to take you back. If you're, if you go good for six months, we take you back, but then is he going to do it again? So I don't know. I believe and I don't mean to, I mean, even DC came out and said, that's just, this has been a while now, but um, I think what's really sparked up again is the fact that he's joined a new gym. Um, DC even said when this, uh, at the highest of all of this, he's not even disappointed anymore. That's um, when someone says they're not disappointed in someone or at someone's actions any longer, it's usually kind of saying that this is now almost typical as part of who you are, part of your nature. And this may not be the first time, but as sure as hell will not be the last time we're going to keep on doing it and doing it, getting into trouble. And he's, what, 34, 35 now? So when he crosses the retirement threshold, more than likely he might keep on doing it, probably because there's nothing else to do. He's not fire screen, he's not teaching, because he's also tarnished his name despite the achievements he made in mixed martial arts. There are certain things he will never be able to do, as in, what's the word they use? As in th- philanthropy work? That's also where yeah. someone like somebody like GSP or Khabib can do, going to schools, talking to young pe- to young people, encouraging just encouraging them and inspiring them to to stay on the right track and stay on the right path in life. He can never do anything like that because people always look at you, look at look at him in a certain way every single time, all the time. Some people might disagree, but that's my opinion. Yeah, no, and yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, he might be able to do. Uh talks to Alcoholics Anonymous or something in a few years' time, maybe. I don't know. Um, he does, he did, after he one of the incidents, I think it was with the car, he had to do, like, community service. He actually had to go and do talks about how it ruined his life, ru- nearly ruined his career and stuff. And the talks were actually quite good. And then listening to the talks, you think, okay, this, this got through to this guy. But he's done multiple, he's had multiple offences since then. So, obviously, it's, it could be some people just, I know some people that they're the nicest people when they're, they're sober and they, they have one drink and, and they change. Um, and they say that's the true meaning of an alcoholic, not someone that may drink every day, but someone who changes their personality as well. Um, and he seems to, once he has a drink or, or a, a substance, allegedly, um, that he seems to change his, his character or is he like that and he just has a different show for the camera? I don't know. Wow. Well, you said he did a talk. I think I saw something like that. Was it back in 2014 or so? 
Yeah, I think well, so. I, it was to was it to college kids or football, a young football team or no, something was, like that. It was college kids because it looked like young students at the time. And you think, okay, yeah, like you said, maybe this thing got, got through to this guy. But here we are, so many years later, six years later, and it's still going on. He's still doing it, and the, his employers still want to keep him on. They just keep making excuses for the guy. Like I said to you, like I said to um, Dwayne Miley and to um, John Johnson Castro, maybe the next thing that he needs to actually, so he can actually hit rock bottom is <laughs> attempted murder, because that's the one thing that people will will never make any sort of excuse for never i'm sure even dana white if he's if dana white still keeps him on if he will if he can keep him on uh keep him he keep him in the ufc um maybe fight fans will start boycotting john jones's matches <laughs> fights uh, that's a long shot i know it's a hard it's a long ask. shot yeah it is a harder ask i'd say if he um sexually assaulted someone that might be the case. Um, attempted murder. See, isn't it strange to think that <laughs> that's just my thinking? For attempted murder, they might not, but for sexual assault, and because they're both horrendous crimes. Um, yes, yeah. Um, and they're both none's worse than the other. They are what they are. Um, but it's you look at Mike Tyson after he was in jail and he came out. People loved him more than ever. You know, the thing is, um, you're right. And Mike Tyson actually has been described to me or in someone else's opinion as a just very, very unpleasant person because of the, the crimes he did. But he did serve a punishment for that. So far, John Jones hasn't served any punishment for that at all. Nothing. Yeah. Or has he? And I think, no, he's always he's always got off. He's had to do community service or something like that. But <laughs> I think that Tyson denies, uh, still denies the allegation or did he admit? I don't think he ever... Did he? I don't think he pled guilty to it, did he? Or did I've, not he? Looked, I've not looked into that, but I know Mark yeah. Tyson did go to jail back in the early days, yeah. in the 1990s, for, for a particular crime. And uh, yeah, but what I'm saying, the difference is that Mark Tyson didn't get away with it, whatever allegedly happened yeah. anyway. But John yeah. Jones has always gotten away with it. Always. And then, yeah, then you feel like you're untouchable. And you're going to, and I know people like that I've seen. Uh, in in and around my town and stuff that they've they've done stuff and they've got away with it for certain things and then they just keep going and going till they push the boat and and then someone gets hurt really like someone gets seriously hurt yeah I won't describe what it is no, but, no, of course yeah not. yeah um but like it's it, like sometimes like but if people get caught it's like Ireland let's say years ago would have had a a, a drink driving culture let's say. Whereas if people keep getting away with stuff like that, they continue to do it, which which would have happened over here at one stage, where now it's it's completely unacceptable. But people who would have got away would have just kept doing it and doing it and doing it, and you feel like no one can touch you until, like, no matter how bad it is, if you get away with it, you feel like nothing bad's going to happen. And then it's not until something very bad happens that might not be able to re- be reversed, let's say. I, I don't know anybody that's killed her. And I'm not saying that, but like he could end up hurting someone or whatever with his actions. If he's drinking like that and he's he's been done for drink driving and so like he could kill someone in that car. Like he could push, kill someone in that car. What yeah. would push someone like this? Because I've heard other mixed martial arts veteran fighters say this, that you've been blessed with so many skills and talents. What would push you? And you come from a really good background. Your siblings are all successful athletes themselves. 
what would push or prompt you to go and do something like this? You've got everything good going for you, but what would prompt you to go and do something like this to just wreck and destroy, tarnish everything that you've achieved? Why? I don't know, because they would have had similar upbringings. Um, so I don't know, but it's like, because people grow up, you, you have your own mind and everything, and I think people form differently. Whereas if someone said one thing to me and you, we both react differently. Why do we react differently? I don't, I, I don't know. It would have been the circumstances we grew up in or, or whatever. So, but like you always find, like no two brothers are going to be the same. Mm. So it's, it's, I don't know, maybe he just went the partying route and, and stuff like that and, and he just thinks nothing can hurt him. So it's weird. It's weird. It's a shame because aside from the, these, these things that he done, if you look at him as a mixed martial artist, he is probably one of the best ever do what he is. And no, there's no denying that. I looked at his records. That there's more wins, far more wins than their losses. It's hard to, hard to find than he losses anyway. But it's just that people will think of you in a certain light that you wish people wouldn't think of you in that way. And actually people, you know, your name is always going to be a controversial topic. You know, you, you can never, ever claim to have the same sort of, um, let's say, we're on the same level as the other um, GO, um, GOATs, uh, GOATs, um, Khabib, GSP, and quite a few others are still coming up in the ranks. You know, you've, it's just not going to work out that, that way. And the fact that even when you're going to be given such a big award in the sport on that same night, you're still getting into trouble. I mean, come on, that that's just really, it's, uh, you can't make that up. I know, it is crazy. But let me just pitch this to you for a second, okay? In a fight or in whatever in life, people will say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Yeah. If he mm. finishes out his career with five or six more wins and no incidents, incidents, I bet you people won't remember. Not that they won't remember, but they won't hold it against him as much. Probably, but you're right, and I can see that. I can see that happening. But when you've done it so many times, so many, so just keeps on repeating, 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 repeating. It feels like it's going to go on forever. I say that's a long shot. That's a long shot. I mean, because now he, the way he's done, gone about things, the way he's behaved, he's made that just to achieve that, just to got to finish the rest of his career without any instance at all. Just any violence should be in the cage, right? Um, if to achieve that, I think it's going to be, it's going to be. I was going to say almost impossible. Because, like, from what we can see, it's happened repeatedly. It's almost like part of his nature. It's like second nature to him because he knows at the end of the day, he's still going to um, have his job that pays him all the millions to enjoy the sort of life that he's living. So he's going to feel like, you know, he's a, he's invincible. Nothing can touch him until he commits a serious crime, such as, like, like I said before, attempted murder. Yeah, no, it is strange. He shouldn't be there, but... We can't, ch- we're not going to be able to change Dana's mind unless we put a couple of million in his pocket. So he is going to be, he is going to be there. He's found a new gym by the looks of things with Henry. So I'm surprised. No, I'm not surprised actually because people are going to want John Jones at their gym. Some course, people might the be name more power. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, who's at your gym? Maybe they can raise up their gym prices now. Um, 
someone's always going to take a chance on someone like that, always. For the simple fact that if he changes, and he does change, and he becomes a heavyweight champion, and he's a two-division two champion, then they will get all the glory, and people will go, we're the ones that gave him the chat. Like, this, we're the gym that gave him a chance, and he achieved mm-hmm. this under us. Yeah, yeah. But then again, if he does something bad, they can always say, look, they can get rid of him and say, we thought he could change, he couldn't change. So for them, it's a kind of, it's a, there's not a, unless he does something like you said, attempted murder. Yeah. If he does something bad and they relinquish him straight away, they can then wash their hands of him and there's no harm, no foul. They say, we thought he was going to change, he didn't. But if he goes on to do great things, then they'll get all the benefits of that. Cash is king. It most certainly is. Exactly. Yeah, to do to do with the UFC and the gym as well. So um, yeah, and money talks, and money talks. People listen. People listen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's no question. So, what's next on agenda? On the agenda, Usman and Usman and Edwards, Edwards. too. Edwards too. Oh, they. Yeah, they fought before, haven't they? That was uh, Edward's last loss. It was years ago. It was when they both had had started. Damn. I saw that. I thought, okay. I'd, so they thought before, I I, I, I thought it was just going to be... I actually thought they hadn't fought before. I should have looked it up. Uh, yeah, no, they, they, they have fought before, and that's Edward's last loss since he's gone on the streak that he's on now. So that's, what, 10 fights ago? Ten fights ago, I can't tell you the exact date of when it was, but Usman beat him. Mm. Uh, Leon was supposed to fight, obviously on the upcoming cards. Uh, Masvidal pulled out. He comes out said he'd fight Leon. Uh, intelligently did not take the fight with Kamzat. Why should he? He has a ten fight win streak. Or something. I think it's ten now, and one no contest in there as well because of the Bilal match fight. Um, he didn't take it because he felt he was next in line, and he seems to be proven right now because he's. It looks like they're lining up the shot, and I think, I think Usman wants to fight him as well because to be considered the goal in the welterweight, which is what people are starting to talk about him now up there with GSP. You kind of have to beat everyone twice if you get me. So you have to just not beat them once, beat them twice, and then you can say, I cleared the division, and then I cleared them again. And then you can go on your merry way and say, yeah. I've done what GFP done. Mm, yeah. That won't be long before you're inducted into the Hall of Fame, the UFC Hall of Fame, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think there's no one better than Usman at the minute. He's just levels, he seems to be levels above. It would be... Uh, Edwards would be a good test, but I ultimately see Ed Usman beating him. But you could be surprised. Yeah, uh, well, okay, you talk about who's going to win. Um, I, yeah, you could be surprised because, like, again, like the the really good example I go back to is when we had um, at the beginning of this year in January, uh, McGregor and um, Poirier for the second time of UFC 257. I thought McGregor would win. I'm sure many people thought McGregor would win, but that wasn't the case at all. Um, See, anything can happen inside the octagon when these two go head-to-head. 
I would firmly put my money on Usman, however, because now I can understand why they call him a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but then again, um, Leon Edwards is still a force to be reckoned with, but if I was a betting person, I'd go with Usman. Yeah, so would I. But Edwards is... Like, when you look at all these fighters who go on these streaks and their streaks end, someone has to end their streak. So, and like you said, people, you thought McGregor would win in January. And if that happens every weekend. Like, it's not every weekend a favourite loses somewhere. It might not be at the top of the card. It might be in the middle of the card. It might be at the bottom of the card. But every mm-hmm. week, someone who's odds-on favourite to win loses. So... I wouldn't be surprised. Edwards is the best, the best match in the division after Kobe, as as it stands. Um, but I still see Usman taking the the win in that case. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else are we going to cover? Michael Chandler. I was watching an interview with him and Errol Hawani, but um, although he didn't make excuses for his loss against uh, Gaethje, um, he just uh, said he he. Uh, Credited Gaethje for how well he fought in the fight. And uh, what was it you said? Because I thought that if um, Chandler doesn't get a win for his next fight, which will be his fourth fight in the UFC, then it's going to be like curtains for him or so? Uh, yeah. I think I don't think it'll be curtains for him. If he fights like that every fight, you look at Cowboy. Cowboy's a fan favourite. But if you look at his record, his record's, record, for me, the record's an MMA aren't that important. People want to see wanted to see Cowboy fight because he's exciting, win or lose. You know, Nate, Nate, Nate is for an example. His, his stock seems to go up when he loses. Um, if he puts on fights like he has in his first three fights, like I think what will happen is they, it, it'll be curtains for him on the chances of a title shot if he loses again. But there's still fun fights that they could give him, like low further down in the rankings. So I don't know who he's going to face next. I have a funny feeling it might be Isla. Hmm. That'll be an interesting fight, but yeah, that would be an interesting fight, and um, I could see the pay per views going through the roof, but well, probably not so much, but. Mm. I always see Michael Chandler as a really well-rounded fighter. He's good on the ground. His stand-up's really good as well. But these daggers, these Russian guys, that once they get you on the ground, you're finished. You're done. Um, who do you think would win? I don't know. It's hard because, like you said, these Russians... They seem to do everything perfectly when they get you down. So once you once they get you down, it's usually you're not getting back up. It's usually finished quite quickly. Like if you look at Dan Hooker, you could see how disappointed he was. Mm. Um, but Dan Hooker is is a fantastic fighter. But like I said, I think Chandler is more well rounded. Uh, Dan Hooker is more of a striker. He's with uh, CE Kickboxing, um, and he's strong. Like. What did he say? I've seen he put up a comment to McGregor saying, see you at 170 because he weighed he weighed bigger than the one of the welterweights on fight day. He weighed bigger than the two welterweights on fight day, he said. He went from 155 up over to well well over 170. Do you know the way you, you weigh in the day before and then you can 
rehydrate and stuff. He, yeah. I can't remember. I'll find the tweet. He said he weighed more than the two. He was the heaviest person on the card. So his strength, his strength is be stopped. But then again, these, these Russians have this crazy strength. No matter what size they are, they seem to have crazy strength. I think Chandler would beat him. I think Chandler is a more well-rounded fighter than Hooker. Um, he's stronger. He's more explosive. I think he would beat Islam. I can see maybe, uh, you know, he's, Chandler's striking is very dangerous. Um, if he, I, I think I can see him winning by a knockout, but not by a submission on the ground. No. No. If he wins, it'll be by a knockout. If, uh, if, if Islam wins, it'll be, he's got both. He can go with the stand-up or ground game. Yeah, I think it'd be more likely the ground game if he got him to the ground. But like I said, I could see the knockout because Islam does have a loss on his record and it is a knockout in the UFC. So if you catch him, you can catch him. So I think that was, uh, obviously his, his winning streak has continued. I think that was a fight just before his winning streak. He got caught, he got knocked out. So, and it's unusual to see a Dagestani knocked out, to be honest, but he got knocked out. He got knocked out. It was, it was, uh, it was a good knockout. So mm. if Chandler gets him, like if Chandler's weighing that much today at a fight, if he's weighing higher than the welterweights, higher than the 170, like imagine how big he is compared to a guy that might be only going from 155 and then the next day going up to 160, 60, between 60 and 65, but he's 178 or something, I think he said he was. Like that's a huge, like that's correct. That he almost seems like cheating. Do you not think so uh, to cut to, to cut that much and then re put it back on for the fight? Yeah. So you're you're the same weight the day before, but the day of the fight, you might outweigh someone by 20 pounds. Yeah, that yeah, you got you got like a slight hand over um, upper hand over them. Yeah. Um yeah, okay, but for those two guys, yeah. Uh, even though it's not a fight they were that they've officially said that's gonna be in the works. If it ever came to be to be so, um, I would side with, I'll side with Mukachev um, because he's got far more options. Uh, there's knockouts, there's the stand up, and then there's ground game. So I think I'll go with him. But so you never know. Again, like you asked about the Edwards versus Usman fight, who knows what could happen in that cage? Yeah, it's a fist fight. Everyone's got a puncher's chance. Mm, yes, true. Or everyone's got a yeah. plan, so you get punched in the face. The face, yeah. That's probably one of the favourite, <laughs> one of my favourite lines that I've heard. Yeah, it is. But, but you do hear people saying that when I talk to the Irish lads, and that's what they say, I went in with this game plan, and then he rocked me. And then mm. you panic and everything goes out the window. All your training and all your tactical work of what to do goes out the window. It happened with Eddie Alvarez versus McGregor. He was supposed to wrestle. When he lost in the first two rounds, he was supposed to wrestle, but he said Connor hit him and was like, What the hell was that? And for some reason, then decided to trade with him. And then that didn't end well for him because Connor put on a flawless performance. So, yeah, it is. I don't know. This is actually one I'd probably go for Chandler in. Really? Yeah, I don't. And it seems like I go against you. No, I don't know. See, I think Isla. See, I think when I pick, I pick with who I kind of want to win. 
I would like to. I'm not saying I dislike Islam. But I just think the kind of he's kind of boring. Whereas no, Sandra that, is a bit. No, but bit it's not just Islam. Khabib's also like that, and it's Islam. There's Khabib, and there's what's his name, Mokov or something, Makachev. Uh, oh, the one he just got signed to the UFC. Is that who you talk? Or... I think so. Yeah, there's three of them in the UFC now, so maybe oh, even no. more. Oh, there's more of them. There's more of them, but most of them. Kamza seems different. Kamza's a bit more funny. He's he's like an evil Khabib, people call him, because he's in there saying he wants to kill everybody. I kill everybody. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're not really... They do their talking with their fighting. They don't really do. Yeah, they just, I, I, I come smash you, brother. I come smash you. And then they go smash you. And then that? you can't say shit. That's good because, um, you know, how do I put this into words? You know that those, in this sport, especially in, in mixed martial arts, particularly in the UFC, you've got to sell the fight as much best you can, market the fight and all, all of those trash talk or whatever. But I can see that a lot of the guys coming from Russia, that's that corner of the world, and many other guys are just trash talking just as in their thing. I think they get more respects maybe if they don't talk too much, but they really fight very, very well. They're very entertaining to watch fight. But at the same time, I think I think someone told me, like with GSP, Dana White couldn't stand GSP, but GSP was winning and people for some reason were tuning in and paying the pay-per-views to watch them fight. So I think that's the reason why Dana White kind of gave GSP that leniency to stay. But uh, when you say about the trash talking, yet. Yeah, in Dagestan, the Russians, that's just not something they do so much. No, I think it is because of their upbringing as well. They're quite humble. They don't grow up with a lot of the things we do. Like, imagine your parents telling you, go out there and wrestle with a bear. And if the, you complain that the bear bites you, your father's, like your mother, your father's saying, we're biting back. <laughs> like, mm. that just, like, to, to me and you, that seems so alien apart from, like, what we would have grown up with. Um, so they are on on another level, but sometimes, like maybe it's maybe it's just because of I don't know. For me, I think it's because of the style of fighting, and I'm not saying like because I I enjoy wrestling, I enjoy jujitsu, but so, like I don't want a champion that's going to be that heavily like you know that's going to be that like you said. GSP was able to get away with it. Uh, like, because he he stopped finishing people when he became champion, um, and then he was more cautious and he was very heavy on the grappling. Um, I don't know. I think it's because of the style of fighting. Whereas I like, like I said, I did pick Gaethje, but like we talked about how much we were going to enjoy that fight, and I, I'm I am so surprised that went three rounds. Michael Chandler will not be able to fight for a while, or will Justin Gaethje after a war like that? They need at least six months before they can fight again. I think, well, maybe not so much to Gaethje, but like Chana was blocking the punches with his face, like, like, um, so I because I like the way Chandler fights, and I think I just yeah, yeah. see that's what the problem is. Sometimes I I pick with my heart over my head. It's like I, I so when I really think about it, Islam probably will if Islam can get him down. Like Michael Chandler's wrestling is good, but they just seem to be, and then you Khabib in your corner as well, so. If you're not sure of the next move, Khabib's calling the next move to you, anyways. Joe, so if he goes, because when I was sitting down at Cage Legacy and I could hear the coaches, 
and I was watching the fight, but I was sitting right beside the coaches, so I could listen to exactly what they were saying. Right. And I was looking at stuff, and the fighter would follow. He's like, now put your left leg over his right hip or whatever. And they followed it step by step, hmm. step and were able to get what they wanted done. So if you've got someone like Khabib in your corner, it's like Khabib playing a little PlayStation game of himself, and Islam listens to him, and then... He just does what he says. If he makes a mistake, he'll be able to, be able to tell him how correct, how to correct it. And then that's it. And especially if he gets him down in the corner beside Khabib, then you're, then you're in trouble because he can hear him clearly. So I think Islam probably would win. I'd like Chandler to win, though, because I don't want him to be out of the picture because he's such a good and exciting fighter. And I think that's my, more so why I, I would pick him is because I, I want him to get back up there and I want him to stay in the top five fighting these people yeah, yeah true yeah I like fighters like that it's a shame that he can't get it's, it's a shame that he can't get all of the uh, all of the fighters to be like Chandler um, but then again every person is different I think if almost mixed martial arts athletes were like Chandler I think the sport might be a bit more bearable because people just can't get past brutality of what happens in the cage, the blood and the gore, and the violence. But that's just how it is, really. And so it's bizarre because in boxing, it's kind of the same thing. Boxing, I think, though, it's kind of a debate that can be had. Boxing is even worse because consists basically it's consistent punching to to the body, especially to the head. So, uh, yeah, okay. For the, this upcoming weekend, I think the two fights that interest me. The first one which is Misha Tate and what's the other girl's name? It's a Vieri. K- K- it's K-E-T-H-E-N. I don't know how you pronounce that. Ketten? K- yes. I think Portuguese name. Is she from Brazil? Yes, she's Brazilian. So can I say it's a Brazilian name or a Portuguese name? You can say whatever name you want. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna go with um, Misha Tate, and then I was gonna go with the other lady, but I think I'm gonna be sitting on the fence because they're both in the stand-ups are really, really good. So for me, and they I, both... I... go on. Yeah, no, they both, but they both have uh, most of their finishes as also submission as well. So because I think uh, Vieri has four. And five, she's more decisions. Whereas Misha has a lot of, of a lot of submissions, but she's also got a lot of decisions as well. And they've also got a few knockouts. I think it's eleven and two is the record. I can't remember what uh, things record is. So I don't know. I think just Misha Tate might be able to edge it out. I think Misha Tate might take another run at the title. Vieira has a record of eleven and two. Two, yeah, and I and can't remember what page. It's like not... seventeen and something, nineteen and seven. I think you're right. <laughs> you're close. Nineteen and seven. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, yeah, so you you're close. With me, I, I can't. I can't put my hand. If it was to force my hand to bet, I don't think I could do it because if the fight, could, I believe the fight could go one way or the other way. Or oh, heck, 
have has it ever been that there's been a no contest because both fighters were so good? Or, <laughs> a, draw- <laughs> or, or a draw, even. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the yeah, scoring yeah, could go, could be a draw. There's very few draws. I've watched only one or two live. I watched Tyron Woodley versus Thompson, the first one live. That was the split draw. And there was one recently. Um, oh, the draw, it was, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. There were two lightweights and it was on the prelims. And your man nearly finished him in the third. He'd lost the first two rounds. Oh, that's his name. I'll have to go back and check it. And in the last round, he had a submission and he nearly finished. No, he was ground the pound of and he nearly had him finished, but the bell went. And he said to the ref, watch him get back up. Make sure he can get back up. Because if he can't get back up, even if the bell's gone, it's considered a knockout. But your man got up, but he was wobbling. So he was given a 10-8, which then drew, drew the rounds. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I fancy Tate for this one. And sometimes it is name value that kind of, I think, sways people's mind. Yeah, of um, I think it is name value that sways people's mind. I think that's what's happened here. Um, and what's the other fight? So you, you, you can't bet. You can't pick them apart, no. No, because see, the thing is, I'll go one. I'll go one way and gonna go. Okay, he or she is gonna win, and the fight happens and they don't win, and then I place a bet, and then I feel foolish because I picked the wrong person. I feel even worse because I, I lost some money because I, I feel like um, I didn't know what I was talking about. So that's the reason why I'm sitting, sitting on the fence with this one, because they're such, they're such good fighters. And both, well, say such, but from what I could see in their last fight, they say only as good as your last fight. But from what I could see from the last two fights, their standards were really good. So uh, they're very close equals. So for yeah. me, it'd be very hard for me to make a definitive decision on who would take the win away from this particular fight. Yeah, it is very it is very even, but like I said, I think I'd go with Tate. And I think for me, it's kind of based on name value alone. I know they were both very good, but sometimes you know yourself, the name value overrides overrides everything else. Like when Cowboy fought Darren Till, everyone thought Cowboy is gonna win because of his name, and then Darren Till went out and destroyed him. So somewhere Darren Till. That, that's one internet told me. That even when he's in the cage, he makes sure that you know that he's in have you seen why does he always want to wear those short, really, really short shorts in the cage there? Just wear something that's a bit more modest and everything Maybe he about, just that, to show up. Everything he just about to show up. that guy is so awkward. So awkward. And he likes oh, it. I like him though. He likes I like him though, man. Do you know why? He just seems like an ordinary guy. Like where have you seen? He used to do Zoom chats where he'd just invite his van, fans and he'd have 20 people on a Zoom chat with him and they'd all just be chatting during the really? lockdown. Yeah, he was doing stuff like that. Oh, goodness. Because he used to put it on his Twitter. I, I'd be waiting to see it. It's like the first 20 people get in and he'd send a link. And he used to just do Zoom chats with people and be chatting and acting the bollocks. Because he just seems like a kind of lad's lad, you know, that sort of a way, you know, kind yeah. of a jack the lad. Um I like him. He is. He is. He is a bit awkward, but I think I think he's funny. His his trolling is funny, and but like he makes no excuses when he loses either. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I found very admirable about him was uh, after he had lost Tyrone Woodley, and then he lost someone else, I think, and he was going in to fight Gastelum. He lost to Masvidal, 
then he was going in to fight Gastelum and after the fight he turns around and said do the way fighters they don't say oh I'm nervous or whatever he said to be honest I, I wanted to fake an injury I, I, I was terrified coming out here tonight I didn't want to be here he said I was trying to think of an excuse so I couldn't go walk, make the walk um, and he goes no one will ever tell you that but that's the God honest truth I didn't want to come out but I'm glad I did because he won so wow that's what I like about me you believe when he said that that he didn't want to come out yeah they wanted to fake an injury well well, he said he was saying I think I was thinking the ways to get out if I could fake an injury or whatever to not come out and fight because he got the previous fight I think was Masvidal and he got sparked out cold um so I don't know. Well, for me, it, sh- it showed more of a human side of someone that, like, with everything that goes on and how invincible people may think they are, that he still has a vulnerable and an anxious side, like mm. everyone else does, which yeah. I think helps. That's I think why I like him because you can relate to him. Uh, like, and if he is man enough to to say these have he has these issues it might help other people open up about issues they might have if they see that someone of that stature, like when Tyson Fury does it, if someone of that stature can do it, then everyone else can do it as well. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. So I think that's what kind of, what got me to relate with him. And he's funny as fuck. Mm. When he wants to be. <laughs> yeah. He can even make fun of himself. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He 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 doesn't he like he he probably makes fun of himself more than other people. Yeah, um, yeah. which is good. So, what's the other fight that interests you? I haven't even watched the oh watched the the previews. Yeah. The Kiesa uh, versus yeah the Brady. Kiesa versus Brady fought, but I haven't seen any of their past fights. But anyway, Kiesa. Yeah, go ahead. Kiesa. Da, 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 da. 18 wins, 5 losses and his opponent uh, Sean Brady God 14 wins and no losses at all He's the new kid on the block everyone's talking about um, he's fought really good fights lately I'm not going to lie I haven't seen him fight, but I've heard I'm on Twitter and all, and you always hear people talking and saying this ground game. Uh, but Kiesa is really good on the on the ground as well. So, and one of Kiesa's losses was to Kevin Lee when it was an early stoppage, which shouldn't really have counted. There should have been no contest. Um, everyone's banking on Brady to win. I thought you'd say though, because looking at Brady's record, I can't see a single red, a single loss anywhere on there. But then again, you have to look, how long is he in the UFC compared to Chiesa? What's the level of competition he's fought? Okay, let's so see. Like, First, if you look at... Since 2019. So he's got two years. Only four fights in the UFC. Chiesa, on the other hand. has been in since like 2016 or something. <laughs> 2013. Yeah. yeah, so so like if you look at and this isn't a slight on other promotions or wherever Sean Brady fought, but like 
if you're coming to the UFC, they're usually not coming from the other bigger promotions. And I don't know where he came from, but the level of competition is going to be a step up. And Kiesa has fought at two different weight classes as well. He's fought a lightweight and welterweight. And he's fought the likes of Kevin Lee. He's fought like really tough opposition. So he would have the, he'd have more experience fighting at that level. Um, but then again, Brady could just come and run through him. That's sometimes what happens, or he can stop the high train. It's it, it's kind of like an acid test for him. It's like this is kind of if if he beats him, he's probably one or two fights away from maybe getting a shot because the welterweight division needs new blood if Usman's fighting everybody twice. Because I think yes, will be calling for a fight, a title fight if he wins this. But there's so many people to give title that you could give title fights in that division, but. I don't know. I'm going to go with Kiesa. I think the experience might help him and he might get him on the ground and submit him. See, I can't you're going to go with Brady. No, no. Oh, I, yeah. I, see, I, I could because of looking at the past record thing. So win, 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 win. But unlike uh, Khabib, who hasn't lost a single, although some people believe his record is padded, that the fights was given were easy fights. That's their opinion, not mine. Yeah. But uh, I think people like Khabib, athletes like Khabib are... The, the rarity um, we could be got you, you can't win them all basically basically that's what I'm saying so could, this could be the fight that could um, be um, uh, could should I say it starts a downfall for Brady no, I couldn't say that but it could be the fight that maybe he doesn't win you know uh, anything can happen in that in the octagon but uh, I haven't seen Sean Brady's um, for any of his last fights uh, especially his last one and I haven't seen Michael Kiesa's last four. I haven't paid close attention to him before I can make a proper decision. Who looks like they're really good on the ground, like how good their ground game is, and who looks really good whilst they're, you know, how good their stand-up is, you know, their knockout power. So I'd like to see those things first before I can make a decision, or else I'll, <laughs> I'll sound yeah. quite foolish. Yeah, Kiesa's more ground and so is his thing, but they, they both can strike as well, but primarily they're, they're ground. Um, yeah, it's hard to make a decision. Like I said, it's they're not two people. To be honest, this card really doesn't blow you away. It's another one of those lactose cards, I think. Mm. But if you Lovely look stats. at what, yeah, but if you look at how, at what they've done, because obviously, for the fight nights are usually free in America. They're on ESPN. Um. They're stacking the pay-per-views so they can get the, the cash in, which you can understand. But what that also does is if, if you're an American, you have ESPN and you can watch these for free, yeah? Like you might see sometimes the cars that don't look that good end up with crazy knockouts. And so, and you go, you look at it and go, maybe I shouldn't have skipped that card because at, at the UFC level, all the fights are, are, are to a standard. Obviously, you're going to get a couple of duds, but like... When you don't watch it, it's usually usually great. We'll wake up on Sunday morning and be like, oh, that looks like fun. Um, but it's, for me, it's not. Sorry, go ahead. I should let you finish, actually. Go on. Uh, for me, it's not something I'm going to stay up to three o'clock in the morning. Mm, okay. All right. Good point. I wouldn't do the same thing either. But I don't think it's fair on the athletes if they've got, if they've performed really, really well. Because I've seen, you know, and this, I'm kind of going to go. I've said some of the preliminary card events, actually, if you look at how the fight, when you think 
this should actually been should at the very least it should have been on the main card if not just on, on maybe a, event number four or five it should have been a co-main event because sometimes you find that the main event is nowhere near as good as an event happening at the other end of the card sometimes you find an event happening better so it's far better than an event happening in the ufc now i say that because it's not really fair on the on the athlete because they can fight well they can entertain the crowd they can entertain the audience but they don't get the recognition um that other people even other organizations if i say if i'm talking about bellator and one and pfl if the if the other smaller not so well-known names especially in the u.s if they're pulling a really really good fight then you know they don't get the recognition that the ufc would get even if they're pulling a really dull fight people still tune in to see the the, the main event and the co-main event you know that's that's what really really bugs me sometimes yeah and especially with the likes of Bellator and all, like they they have good, like I said, they all have good cards. And then you have to respect anybody who steps in to the octagon. Like there's some crazy fights out there that we don't even see. Like I said, we meet, need to be more conscious trying to watch everything else. But with what me and you are doing here with the podcast, uh, with what I'm doing with my own page and doing the, like the Irish stuff, like, I'm finding it hard to even watch UFC stuff now. I'm finding it hard to get time to do a lot of stuff. So, unfortunately, I'm going in the way of watching the UFC because I know I know the fighters well. Like, I won't watch this card, but I watched the Charles Dustin card um, because I know the fighters well. Because I think what's, what's missing in Bellator and these other promotions is they're missing the star power. They need to make themselves as stars. There's, they need a star in every division, and they don't have that. They've got AJ McKee, who's a star over there. Um, and then if you look at some of their fighters, are usually ex-UFC, and then Dana White will say, well, they weren't good enough for here, but they're at the top of Bellator. And then he would he would downgrade the, the achievements of, of the fighter by saying, well, he couldn't make it here, but he's... He's going to fight for a championship in Bellator. But don't forget, um, the UFC, there's the issue that they, that people have with Dana White when it comes to how well the fighters are paid for the UFC. I think they put, even though fine, for certain fighters like John Jones and Conor McGregor, the, a lot of money is involved. But I think with the UFC, they put fame first before money. How famous can we make you? If that doesn't work, then... For us, that's no damn good. We have to let you go. But I've, you know, I've heard Bellator treats their fighters far, far more better. In fact, the whole organization is run like a big family compared to the UFC. The UFC is really cutthroat. So um, I think certain organ- different organizations they prioritize different things. Yeah, they like even Dre Miley. When we were talking to Dre, he even said it that he doesn't want to go to UFC. And I watched him in another interview yesterday with someone. He done like a 12 minute interview with someone and they, they, they asked him the same question and he gave the same answer. He goes from what he's seen, he want, he'd rather go to Bellator. Um, like there was a fighter who, when he got released from Bellator, he got his jaw broken in the fight, but then he was released after the fight. Bellator still paid for his surgery on his, on his jaw. Um, I don't know if that could have been because it was insurance or whatever. But Ari Emanuel, uh, who runs Endeavor, who owns the UFC, came out and said this has been the best year financially for the UFC since they took over, right? 
So I, is he going to be saying the same thing when people start asking for more money? Or is he going to tell them we don't have the money to pay that kind of? Well, again, you know, um, different organizations prioritize different things first. You know, it's this is mixed martial arts. And the people who bring, be bringing the money for you, well, let's say this is sport. In this industry, the people who be bringing the money in for you, first and foremost, are the athletes. People tune in and they come to your events, they come to your venues to watch the athletes perform. They don't necessarily come to watch the managers like Dana Wells, Scott Coker, because they, they might organize the event, but you don't come to see them. You come to see the athletes perform. So you've got to make sure that the athletes are happy first before anything else. If the athletes aren't happy, then that the, you know there's no point hosting the event or getting all the sponsorships. It, it starts with the athlete first. Like you go from there. Yeah. If you don't have the athletes, you don't have a business. Correct. So, mm. so he needs to take care of them. Um, but the the issue is I ran a poll. Uh, and obviously I'd had mostly Irish fighters follow me. I'm not going to have many from America or whatever. And I put up UFC or other, and if other, what what promotion? And uh, it was like 87% wanted the UFC. So if there's such a demand to go there, because that's where they feel the best is, UFC then have the hand in negotiation if the person really wants to get there. Bellator just need to rise it up a little bit that they're not they, they might not get on par with them but they might be closer to them mm-hmm. to give like they are an alternative a lot of people actually came back to me in that poll as well and said one championship they prefer to fight in one and the reasons given were there was less you could do more the ground strikes etc okay. um, you know the the need to a downed opponent. And they said that the fights, they're all the fights are tough because mm-hmm. they're all like you're in, it's just Asian fighters and those Asian fighters are, are nuts. Yeah, yeah. And they're hardcore. So a lot of people said one championship over Bellator. Only one or two said Bellator, about five or six said one championship. And then about 30 said USC. I, I think, if I could be wrong when I say this, but I think you said a majority um, voted for one championship. Uh, no, they voted for UFC. There was about 30 for UFC, but for the other organizations, it was one championship. About five or six people said one championship and two said Bellator. And then the rest said the UFC, which was 30-something, I think, which goes to show that obviously everyone wants to go to UFC, so therefore they hold the cards when it comes to negotiation. But then but, one championship was the next choice. If if an athlete goes to one championship, they start the, their their as in their career on the public platform there, and then they kind of they, they rise to the top of their game in that fighting organization, and then they go to an organization such as the UFC. Um would you think they perform better than starting in an organization such as the UFC or Bellator and then going to one championship? I mean, it's almost like downgrading, but if you're going from a comp- uh, from an organization like one to the UFC, you're like upgrading because UFC is the biggest name in, for, in mixed martial arts sports in the world. They've got the other way around. They've got downgrading. But I say that because you said those Asian athletes, those Asian fighters are very, very, very intense when they're fighting. Yeah. Very tough. If, they kick. 
Yeah, sorry, go ahead. If that's the, like you said, that they kick really hard, they throw, how they fight is really, really intense. If that's the case, if you've come up against that sort of competition, doesn't it better prepare you for even more success in the UFC? Don't you think you could? Doesn't it prepare you to run through the athletes, just at, say in the lower rankings, and you quickly rise, rise to the top? Yeah, I think you'd be more ready. I think you'd be tougher yes. probably than a lot of the fighters because they, I see, like out in the likes of Thailand and that, they're they're kicking down bamboos with their stins. Like they're like they there's a guy from Ireland that went trained there and said it was unreal. Like he just said the training there, like and everybody's humble, everybody cleans the gym, everybody does everything. There's no egos. It's all they train and they train hard. Like you've probably seen clips from one championship, like the Ratang, Ratang, where he's just getting punched in the face and he's just standing there and he just sticks his tongue out and he's like, Come on, hit me. Like and then the, it's just it's crazy. But I think you would be more, like you said, more prepared to go there. I think because we've both said skill for skill, UFC might not have the best fighters. There is best fighters out where we, we just need to look. And one championship is definitely one of those places. Like you look at DJ, uh, not DJ, or yeah, Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson, DJ, I thought I said DJ. Um, he went, he was a champion. He obviously lost to Cejudo. They traded him and he won one or two fights and he's lost one or two fights as well. And he was considered one of the best pound for pound fighters while he was in the UFC mm-hmm. and he's lost and he's actually got an interesting fight I don't know if it's, it's happened yet or coming up where they're doing three rounds they're doing one round MMA then in the second round is Muay Thai so it's a different discipline than the first round or I think it might be four rounds and then it, it goes like that so that's actually quite an interesting concept that you go from MMA full MMA to then just Muay Thai so there's going to be no take that because the guy is a Muay Thai fighter Mm-hmm. Um, predominantly so that's actually quite an interesting concept it's a very interesting concept and and that's DJ said like he actually is able to test himself more here although he did lose to Henry he seems to be enjoying the challenge more sure in one championship but to get back to your point yeah I think you would be better prepared if you went from one I think that the, the competition is a lot more intense and a lot more it, um Men, not mental, like yeah. toughness. Yeah. Right. What else have we? Do you want to cover? The McGregor video. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I was gonna, but my phone's about to run out of memory. But no, I think we can cover that quickly if you like. Yeah. Um. So I mean, what if? Well, look. Let me start off by saying this: What if McGregor just went away after injury back with his last five con- with Dustin Poirier and just quietly just kept himself to himself, fun, did all the effect, attending, making appearances here and there, nursed and recovered basically, just trained and um, prepared himself for the next competition, for the next fight. What if he did that and just didn't have to post attention-seeking content on his Twitter or his Instagram or his Facebook or, or wherever? What if he just kept himself to himself and concentrated on preparing himself for the next fight? Why can't he just do that? I don't know. I think he should. For the last fight with Dustin, or I think it was it was one of the fights with Dustin, he left his family and all. So he said, you know what? So there's no no, no distractions, nothing in the way. Um, but he still had his phone. Like, I think John Kavanagh said as well, like, 
after one of his losses. Like he needs a he needs a like a rocky style camp or he or he needs to go to somewhere in the mountains or somewhere and you know just lock himself away for three months and forget everything else on the outside. But I think of how he came up, and I think this is an effect of how big he was when he was fighting and he was so active and the UFC had him doing media all the time. So I think he was just used to getting that attention. And now that he doesn't fight as much as often, um, because he gets way more than anyone else and he doesn't need to fight. But if he's, to me, I know he got injured and he, he lost two fights, but he seems more serious about coming back and fight. I think he just wants to fight everybody. I think he wants to fight. He wants to fight who, who will give him the, the best payday, I'd say. But he's still looking at the likes of Dustin and Max, who are top of their game. If he just goes away and locks himself away, he could come back better than ever. He, he could. He could. He seems to recover quite quickly from the... Like, obviously, he still wouldn't be able to fight. But he was still doing weights while he couldn't walk. He was still doing arms back chest stuff yeah. like that he seems to be walking and all okay now um so he, why can't he i think he could if he puts his mind to it and if especially with he's gotten a lot of grief off a lot of fighters um now and i think he's gonna want to prove a point like but there is a lot of questions in whether he can um, but that's completely up to him. I think he can be as good as he wants to be if he actually does set his mind to it. Um, because it was only a couple of years ago, you, you couldn't see him being like he was just unstoppable. I know he, he he lost, but he still put up fights. So I don't know. What do you think? I think if he cut it out and he just, like you said, he just done his his uh, appearances that he's he has to through, through the UFC. And just put his phone away and just get your head down. I think he could come back and be a force. Because that let video was a bit strange. Let me start let me start with that video because when I first saw it, I thought, okay, no, this must be a lookalike. Then I told you about it. And you said, No, it's him. And he, he said you can see his tattoos. And I went back to the video and I paid close attention. And I looked, and I could see something. Well, it wasn't so clear. And the room was this, I think yes, this living room was quite dark. And I looked, I could see something dark along his spine. I thought, okay, that's probably the tattoo. So yeah, it's probably his Conor McGregor. And I thought, okay, first of all, what, what, what's the point of you pacing up and down from the TV? And then why would you want to go and post on, on your social media? Why? why? Why would you do that? What, excuse me, what point are you trying to prove? You're just, you're not, like, what, you're pacing backwards and forwards in your living room there. Are you going to fight, fight the TV? Or something. Why? Why would you post that? Just what is the point? And uh, just like any time you post something, it has to be something that is attention seeking. Well, what's the point of doing that? Why? I mean, I know you have to sell sell yourself to um, get the as much money as you can do, so people tune in to watch you fight. But at some point, it just seems so ridiculous. It seems so silly, you know. Because I like. I think. Sorry, I I like to see. I'd like to see how these guys, John Jones and Conor McGregor, would react if one day Danny White just turned around and said, "Sorry, we have to cut you from the UFC." I really, I really didn't want to have to do this, but unfortunately, it's out of my hands. The shareholders, for some reason, bizarre reason, want to want to let you go. 
I, I just, I'd love to see what sorts of tweets we put out. The sorts of, um, <laughs> I remember there was some time, I think it was it January 2019, there was a girl from the US, well, I'm branching off a little bit now, but she, I think her account had been deleted or something like that on Instagram. And she was crying in a YouTube video saying, I think she's in, she's in one of these influencers. She was crying in a video there saying, look, without my followers, I'm nothing. Without my, without a bunch of people who don't even know you, strangers who don't even know you, following you and just liking you or whatever nonsense you put on social media. Without those people doing those things for you, you feel that you're nothing. So you need validation from other people to feel that you're a human being. You see how ridiculous it gets? So I'd yeah. see what would happen if one day someone would just turn around and just expose their one true weakness. I'd love to see their reaction. That they were, yeah, because they need the people behind them to feel like they're something. Um, I think Connor probably would still be Connor and he'd be tweeting and go mad. But Connor has his own, has his own sports entertainment company. Connor will go out and do fights for himself. Mm. Connor will probably buy out. So you know, just say Nate Diaz. I know he's going to be gone. Or just say Dustin. Just say if you want to fight Dustin again. And he goes, I'll buy out your contract in the UFC if you fight me in my promotion. Go and just do like a one-off event. That's what his plans are, I think. Mm. Not to do that with Dustin, but he's got, a, he's got McGregor promotions. And I reckon once he finishes contract with the UFC, unless they give him even more pay, he's going to try and fight make his own promote like like Mayweather does to so the way he promote sets up his own fights and it's all under his name and they just do one night fights not that it's going to be promotion per se it's just going to be a promotion he'll be the promotion so when he fights he'll have an undercard well you're right I, I find it I'd struggle to disagree with anything you're saying I'd really struggle um yeah I guess um it's what it is but that video is just so pointless I mean, what was it for I don't know I think like because he got roasted by a lot of fighters yes that's yeah, what I yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> they said it was like hey babe rewind the telly and make a video of me I was like it's like what your ex- <laughs> what how your ex-girlfriend looks when she sees a picture of you with your new girlfriend on Facebook and you're happy <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, there's loads. If you actually, I'm actually going to Google it. I wish I had looked at more, but like, like some of them were quite witty in it. Like, someone's like, uh, how you pace waiting for the uh, uh, the show to come back on after the ads, and oh, like, oh, a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters roast them so badly. And he took it down. I think he thought it was going to get a different reaction. Because I don't know, on social media or anything, have you ever put out a tweet or you've said something and you think it's going to get one reaction and then it goes the complete other way? And then you just say, okay, right, well, maybe I didn't like that as much as I thought. Uh, maybe I I think he thinks whatever he puts out, people are going to love. But yeah. people were like, what's, what was, like, what's the point of that? I think he wanted it to look like he wanted to set up a fight with Max next, but he's now talking about Dustin again in his tweets. So... I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to keep so many options open. So I he's, think maybe he he's trying to keep himself relevant. Yes, also. He is. And especially when you're injured. Like, especially, especially when you're injured. But, 
like, did I send you the tweets that he was sending? And he was like, for anyone I ever hit in the past, fuck you, you deserved it. He went, he was obviously drinking and he just, he, he, he started to tweet with, my father told me if I lost this fight, I had to go get a real job. I won that fight and you're on my yacht now. And then the next one was like, dad, get the fuck off my yacht now. And I then remember. it went on. If I have them, I'll send them to you. But obviously he was taking, he wasn't telling his dad, get the fuck off the yacht. He was joking. But then he said, he posted, uh, one of them was, if I ever hit you in the past, fuck you, you probably deserved it. So he needs to lay off the drink when he's injured. And he's probably, I would presume he's on some sort of medication as well for his pains. Like after surgery like that, I would presume you'd have to take a, I've never had to have an op- operation of that magnet. I've never had an operation in my life ever, actually. So um, I would presume you'd need painkillers or something or steroids or something mm. for swelling and that. So yeah. if you're going to be drinking whiskey and taking taking um, drugs like that, medication, it's gonna it's gonna fuck with you. And you're gonna be doing some fucked up shit and and uh, walking up and down in front of a TV. Uh-huh. I don't think he, when he sends those really embarrassing tweets, I don't think he's always drunk all the time. Because when he put that video out, he didn't look like he was drunk. You could see it there. He didn't look like he was drunk, did he? No, I think, right, this is my theory on it. I could be wrong. When he puts up a tweet and he deletes it, I think it gets more traction quicker, right? And because he's known to do that, if you see on an MMA page, because I certainly do it, right? When I see on an MMA page, Conor McGregor just tweeted this, I go straight in before he deletes it. So I can see it, right? No, so I can see it. So I know it's not a Photoshop. Sure. If you get me. Because Mm -hmm. obviously there's a lot, there's a lot of Photoshop ones that go around like that. So Mm. I go in to see, is it a deleted one? So what he has done then, he has trained me, right? This is what he's done. (laughs) He's trained me, right, to go in. When I see that he's had a tweet on a page, I go in. He's trained me to go in and check it straight away. So is that a brilliance in marketing on his part? I think he tweets and deletes for a reason. He's not the only one that's done that. Um, Even some people, some political figures, many people do. They've got a big following. If a lot of people are following them, or if they're doing some work that's, uh, if they're involved in something that has a lot of attention focused on it, They'll post something negative or out of the ordinary, then delete it quickly, and they know lots of people will start to garnish lots of attention, you know. But, oh, God, some people, I don't know. some people. I don't know. I, do you know what I want to do, though? I want to go to his pub. I heard his pub is quite nice. In Dublin? Yeah, I heard it's very nice. I heard the food is unbelievable. Yeah. I see. It might be, I might go before Christmas and I'll send you a picture. Nice. <laughs> and I'll tell you, because he, he has his own version of Guinness. It's called the Black Forge, whatever, Stout. And that's supposed to be quite nice as well. I don't really like Guinness or Stout. People are going to say, am I even Irish? Yes, I am. But I don't like, <laughs> I don't like Guinness. I uh, like drinking and it's usually vodka. But... Uh. <laughs> um, that that works in way. I don't. I have a Polish girlfriend, so I drank okay. vodka before her, though. So, um, yeah, I actually want to go. 
Right. I was actually gonna go. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go. Have a good time. I let you know. I will. I let you know what it's like, and then maybe you can come over sometime, and we'll go together. Just make sure we don't bump into Connor when he's drunk, if he sees this. <laughs> right. Um. I think we covered everything we want to cover. Really. Um. Who? No. Okay. We'll do this probably after. Us. Uh, should we do our outro? Or is there anything yeah. else you want to cover? Uh. No. Any uh, events? Stand, any shout outs you want to give? Oh, actually. I don't know if this will be up by Sunday, but I'm going to IUR, sorry, fighting uh, championship in Nori on Sunday. Um, there's going to be three really good fights. There's three title fights. Um, Yosef Okin, I, I think that's how you pronounce his name, and Aero Affairs. Um, that's for the lightweight title. Then we've got Max Lally, who is in Ireland. He's 18 years of age. He's had only had two amateur fights. He's fighting for a title. He is considered the next big thing coming out of Ireland. Ariel Hawani actually done a, a small piece on him in one of his, not on his show talking, a written piece. Um, he's going to be fighting Maga Zor- Zorobov, who is a, he fought at welterweight his last fight. Um, he's an extremely good fighter. This is going to be a test for Max. This is really going to be a test for Max. A lot of people think Max. Uh, Max wins in the voting on the polls that I've seen. But like I said, with those polls, I think it's more popularity as opposed to... No, and that sounds like I'm degrading Max. I'm not. Max is an absolute beast. But MAGA, I think, because he's coming down from the higher weight, he's gonna, it's going to be harder than he thinks it's going to be. Um, but it's going to be an awe. It's going to be an amazing fight. I can't wait for that fight. Then you've got Taylor Quinn and Oshin Fox. You've got the classic striker versus grappler. Uh, Taylor Quinn, these are the three fight title fights. This is for um, the bantamweight. Taylor Quinn got a good submission in his last fight. He fought in the IMMFs, which is kind of like the World Cup of MMA. He got to the finals and lost by decision. He had three finishes leading up to that. So he's on a roll. Oshin is on a roll as well. That's going to be a banger. There, there's more fights. You've got Nathan McGilligan versus Aiden O'Boyle. Like the, the card is stacked. Am I going to be going to it? So um, those top three fights are going to be class. I'm really looking forward to the Max and the MAGA one. Like Max is a beast. MAGA is a beast. This is going to be fireworks. And then a striker versus grappler is always an intriguing match. So. Just I'm gonna be at that, and then hopefully when I speak to you next time, I'll be speaking about the results. I think me and Prospe- Prospect tomorrow will be doing a, a breakdown of the card actually, as well live. So, okay. so I have a bit of homework to do before tomorrow as well. Cool. But that's it. All right. Um, so, guys, if you did enjoy this, please don't forget to leave a like. Don't forget to subscribe. And yeah, you can follow me on my Instagram page. My name's Iko Jaka, and I'm on my Facebook, my name's Iko Jaka. If you still use Facebook, and David, you can follow him on his Instagram at Dave F nineteen eighty six. Oh, yes, but that kind of gave you age away there. Or you can follow. Yeah, him I don't Instagram. care. <laughs> it's like fo- it's, I can I have to deal with it now. It's like it's okay. Uh, you can yeah, and you can follow his mixed martial arts content on his page, uh, fantasy MMA and casual mixed martial arts, casual MMA and uh, I think you've got a fourth one, isn't it? 
Uh, I've started. That's one I have if I have plans for the future. Okay. That's just not yet. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I got the name. So I once I have more information on what I'm doing, I let you know. But right. fans, fans, you is the one to mainly. I don't really do much. You've probably seen. I don't really do much on my personal page anymore. And the casual one was more. I was going to go down the route of news and UFC stuff, but it's too hard to get. Like, there's too many pages that constantly are on the ball with the news. So I couldn't keep up with that. And the fans, you sort of fans, fans, you was the one to follow for for MMA, and especially if you're into Irish MMA. All right. Okay. Um... So guys, uh, don't forget to <laughs> kind, of, kind of repeat myself. Uh, yeah, don't forget to hit the like button and don't forget to subscribe. 